Welcome to the Pursuit of Wellbeing podcast. My name's Maria Brosnan. I'm the founder of Pursuit and your host for the show. This podcast is dedicated to providing wellbeing information, inspiration, and support for teachers, leaders, and school staff around the world. Before we get started, you can find a video version of this episode on our YouTube channel, Pursuit of Wellbeing. My guest today is Vanessa McCarty. Vanessa is an integrative child psychotherapist who works in schools and has a private practice in London. She's developed a therapeutic return to school series of programs and initiatives through the generous funding of the Lars Windhorst Foundation. I hope I pronounced that correctly. You can correct me later. <laughs> you can find these at the website samecdifferentboats.com. I love that name. Vanessa is a specialist in practical, simple life skills that support mental health and well-being. Vanessa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Maria. It's great to be here. <laughs> Thank you. I think let's just dive in. And often when we talk about well-being in schools, this podcast is particularly for, uh, for teachers and school leaders. But we can't be looking at their well-being without looking at children's or we can't look at children's without looking at teachers. How, can you talk to the work that you do and how we can kind of make some balance with that, how we can support the well-being of everybody in school? Sure, absolutely, definitely. They're completely interconnected as shown by stress is contagion. So if you're stressed as a teacher, it's shown that it will actually, the, the stress goes to the children and their stress and cortisol levels are raised. So I'm always talking to teachers about how they can support themselves to feel really connected, to feel regulated, to feel like they, they've got the captains of the ship, yeah? But they, in order to do that, they need to have everybody supporting them. It's, it's a real community thing to, even though there may be one teacher, there's a whole support network around that teacher to make sure that they have all the things that they need to be able to be that captain. And it's, um, for me, it's really simple stuff. Like for me personally, I walk every morning, 15 minutes. It's the first, I get up, I sort of don't even have a drink of water. I just walk and do up and down and come back in. And I find that's incredibly important for my mental health and well-being. And I recently let it slip, you know, holidays, I know routines go and stuff like that. But it's really, you know, I always notice it when I let it slip that I am a little bit down. I'm not quite as just as on to it. And um, I recently found out about something called our connective tissue, which I'm sure people may have heard of. But um, I didn't realize how um, important it was for our stress response system. And so, actually, so what, when you say connective tissue, what, what do you mean by that? Let, just lay out the tissue is how I understand it. it's like, it's all the, there's all this tissue, I think it's called aphasia or something, it's all through our body and it's actually what keeps us upright, it's not our skeleton that does that and it's all full of water and it's absolutely amazing. On the website, the same see different boats, we've actually got a section which has got videos and audios which is resources for teachers and to have in class as well. And there's a little video on connective tissue and it's actually the actual video of connective tissue is absolutely fascinating and gorgeous and amazing. It looks like a spider web sort of thing, this beautiful, delicate water through. But what happens is when we're stressed, that goes super tight and actually goes dense. And that's normally if we're having a physical um, trauma, like an accident or something. So all your connective tissue goes hard so you don't lose so much blood. But it also does that when you're feeling emotionally stressed and it turns on the stress response system and goes all hard and tight. So you don't have any flow in your body. Mm. And when I saw it, it was like, oh, well, first of all, I was like, 
that's why I need to drink water, you know, those eight <laughs> cups of water a day. And I thought, wow, that's that. And it really helped me. I'm, I'm a very visual person. I was like, so now I have been drinking a lot more water, just knowing that actually in order to help that connective tissue and to have that flow in my body, I need to be drinking that water to support it. But it then really showed me how with the um, stress response system, how can we support our bodies to really turn that off? And what's gorgeous about the connective tissue exercises is they're super simple. Like literally one of them is just like lifting your toes up and placing them down again. So talk us through that. What do you mean? So, okay, I'm sitting down. I've got my feet on the floor. Feet on the floor. And you just... Do I need bare feet? No, not at all. Okay. Okay. Toes up. Yeah. And down. But do it slowly and rhythmically. And I like to close my eyes. And what you can see, well, what you'll feel is how that's actually connected to your whole body. It's not just your toes moving in isolation. Mm. You'll feel that movement go up your legs. And I can quite often feel it in my shoulders. And it's just that rhythm. Just allowing. And I sort of feel like it's like a little massage for the body. I can feel it going right up the front of my body. Yes. Amazing. And so what is this doing? It's just kind of moving that connective tissue or moving the fluid in the body? Fluid and um, energy and light and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And and so there's that one. And there's actually a series of three. We've got a little video on there that that a physiotherapist has done. One's your shoulders and one's your hands and your feet. And obviously children can do that really easily. It's super simple. That's what I loved about it. It was like a revelation because I, I do a lot of breathing exercises. Yeah. But this is something anybody can do, like lift your shoulders up and let them drop. Okay. So take, just going back to the just going up to the back to the toe one. So how long do we do the toe one? So I'm still doing that too. How you, there is no like when you see with if you have a look on it, there there is no time limit and there's okay. no amount you can do. Uh, for me, anything that's done regularly is the most impactful. So okay. if you can do two or three an hour, that'd be amazing, oh, rather, than, rather than do maybe like a minute once a day. But if all you can do is one minute a day, that's cool as well. Anything's better than nothing because your whole body's starting to go, oh, that feels good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Just remembering that. Yeah. And when I discovered this whole connective tissue um, exercises, I, it suddenly made sense to me why walking so supportive because yeah. it's very rhythmic. And it's very gentle, you know. It's like it's not, I don't go out and power walk or anything. It's literally just a gentle waking up my body, waking up my system, you know, and it's your left and your right and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, oh, that makes sense why that really helps settle me and just help me be more in my body and, and my body likes that and responds to that. Yeah. So that's, that's one of the things I've learned. So that's for teachers like that. You can be sitting there at your desk <laughs> as all the kids come in and you can be just lifting your toes up and down and just feeling the massage. But I, I really recommend teachers sharing all of this stuff with their kids, it, as little as possible to as big as, you know, because these are the life skills that we, we need in our daily life. It has to be daily stuff that we're doing, little small things yeah. daily, Absolutely. other things that will support change. It's not some big action of, I don't know, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's not the 10-day retreat somewhere yeah. with... No, it's the small everyday actions. I completely agree. That that's underpins everything we do at Pursuit. And so let's go to the second one you talked about then. So what's the shoulder exercise? How do we do yeah, that? That's literally is a lifting. If you just do one, you lift it, and then you just let it drop down. It's the dropping down is the releasing. You just mm. lift it up again, and then just letting it go. Mm. And then lifting it up. And then just letting that go. And just doing it gently. 
and I sort of I sort of give it a little shake, sort of like a little wing. Yeah, <laughs> the other one, the other side. Let it go. We hold so much tension yeah. in our shoulders and necks, don't oh, we? Completely, yeah. absolutely, and and just accept that. Accept that it might be a bit gristly, a bit tight, but the and just accept your body where it is. Yeah, and then you're just slowly letting those all those rhythmic movements and it just makes so much sense to me of how we can support ourselves and the other part of the, that I think is really supportive to think about is your nervous system mm -hmm. and how you can support your nervous system to become more open and relaxed because if you think about the body it just gets tight and tight and tight and stress mm -hmm. and what we're wanting to do is become much more in, and in our body and and more, yeah more flow so the other one and this is a fun one, um, which is I learned from a somatic therapist. And this is all to do with the nervous system. And it literally is so simple. You literally just stand up and shake, do lots of big shaking. Shake, 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 shake. shake, shake, shake. <laughs> I'm glad you were standing. And then you do something called horse lips. Okay. And you're going to go like <laughs> I, I can imagine. <laughs> you're going to go. <laughs> yes, very good. So shaking, horse lips. <laughs> like a car <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you get smaller smaller shaking smaller smaller actually it's good when you're standing because you've got feet yeah and more horse lips because <laughs> we hold a lot of tension in our jaws yeah. until you slowly come to a stop and i always like to um put my hand on my chest and just come to a mm. breath and just settle and this has, I've learned about this one about a year and a half ago, and it is just fantastic. Mm. When you're feeling that stress, and I say to myself out loud, I'll go, you are not being chased by a tiger. And do horse lips. <laughs> I feel like the reverberation just goes, it's cool. Whatever is going on right now, and it goes through your whole body, that sort of reverberation, and you're sort of going, yeah, body, I know you want to behave like I'm being chased like a tiger, and because you're trying to help me out, you think I'm under some threat. And that's what happens with stress. It's a perceived threat, you know, and the body reacts as if you are actually being chased by a tiger. And that's the bit that you need to go, hey, thank you, but not right now. <laughs> it's just me having to do whatever lesson it is that I'm finding tricky or what, you know, that's yeah, that's, yeah. And out loud and just name it to tame it, as they say. I love that, name it to tame it. That's not mine. That's, I think, Dan Siegel. Yeah. No, I'd, we can borrow. Yeah. We can borrow. That's all right. By <laughs> <laughs> saying it loud, you name it. It's the nominating. It's the naming. Because otherwise it's just internalizing inside your head and it's just inside you. You want to get it out and go, okay, this is what's happening. You're behaving like this. And that's cool. We don't need that right now. Tell me more about that because I, I've, I've read quite a lot about naming our emotions and our thoughts and and there's you know you can look back to ancient buddhist practices where they they call it noting where where when they're meditating and a thought comes in they just note that thought and so it, it's a similar kind of thing in in modern kind of psychology and psychotherapy where naming things has been shown for some for, through some really interesting studies to just calm things down because otherwise they're kind of swirling around in our minds so what's a practical way we can actually do that so if we're feeling you know worried or stressed or anxious what are we actually going to name then um so for example um i'm just thinking one of the times when i was really stressed which was to do with the visa application um and 
I wasn't saying that I would just say like so like for example I walked into my into the into the opposite of school and I, I've got a, a one to five scale which is how are you feeling and you name and five is when you're really super stressed and I walked in and I was talking to her and I said I'm at a five and she said wow I've never seen you at a five <laughs> I get a five I said this is me at a five <laughs> probably <laughs> And and just that that's naming it. I'm oh, I see. Here. Right, great. Yeah. I'm here, like, and I'm not. You know, there's nothing to be embarrassed about or feel bad about. Or I'm not somehow. I'm not coping with everything because there's a lot of stuff that adults do that want to appear to be coping all the time. It's okay. It'd be at a five. I'm here at a five, and I think we we you know we had a chat and then we had a bit of a laugh and that helps diffuse it. You know, and it's it's the sharing of it, sharing where we're at and, and being okay with where we're at. And um, I think that's one of the things, I heard a statistic um, from a guy in New Zealand, Mike King, where it was something like 80% of people do not ask for help when they're having mental health difficulties. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is geared around getting people to ask for help. That's so powerful. I was, I was um, speaking with a teacher colleague recently and she said she has her game face you know the the bright sparky optimistic one and often and I've noticed this a lot in schools well-being leads anybody that's somehow involved in well-being support or leadership there's there's some strange expectation that they're always on they're always smiling they're always optimistic and so I firstly want to just you know burst that balloon you you don't have to be that. But she was saying that she has her bright game face on every day and she goes home and cries every night. And, and it's exactly what you're describing. It, it's exhausting. It's unhelpful for everybody because there's a kind of, there's an inauthenticity to that, that she has to try and show something that's, that she's not feeling. So by naming it, just by talking to somebody saying, wow, I'm at a five today. This is, I use the opposite scale where five is the best and zero is the worst, but still it doesn't matter. As long as you're naming what you're feeling and sharing it with somebody, that's, it's so powerful. And um, that statistic is frightening. 80% of people don't ask for help. Yeah. And it's, and that when he was saying, you know, we've got to change the way we target this and how we work with people because people just well, maybe you know with the next generation if we are able to you know like i've got like i said the scale that i've developed which is a whole communication system for schools mm. um and it's super simple it's just uh, you can ask a whole classroom where are you at and with them but it's not just that we've got a whole lot of different work treats which are essentially just like gingerbread men that you just draw and color in what does your one look like what does it feel like when you're at a one when you're feeling really great in this scale and color it in get to know it get to know yourself and then through the scale and when I was developing the scale, it was really fascinating. I realized at a three, what I would do is my toes would hold on. Mm-hmm. I'd start to tense and hold on with my feet and my shoulders would go a bit tight. And I'd started to notice what things would trigger that off. You know, anything to do with starting to run late for school, that would be like, oh, you know, I start to get to that place. And, and just starting to having a much deeper relationship with yourself. And, you know, children and teachers can do that all the time I would be doing that you know daily and I think that's what's a really exciting opportunity that we have right now as schools is that well-being and pastoral care is front and center and it has never been and so for the first time ever you know it's like yeah we will do a breathing exercise we will be doing things to do with talking and circle times and actual 
but we'll be doing it daily, not not once a month, you know. And I think that's going to have a, the opportunity to have a profound difference in the foundations is is there if schools really want it and go for it. And, we'll, and then we'll see the benefit because then you are going to get better results and all these sorts of things that schools have been focusing on through the different reasons for that. But um, we'll see that when children are much more connected and relaxed and calm and feel, feel are in them, you know, themselves and are open to learning, then lots of potential can come out. That's fantastic. Absolutely. And, and I, I love the word excited in that, like, you know, where we're, there is an exciting opportunity here. And uh, yeah, well, it leads nicely to your work that you've been doing around same sea and different boats. Talk to us about that because that's a free um, program that you have for schools at the moment. Tell us about that and what's involved in that program. Yeah, so that was um, the last Windhorse Foundation came to me and asked how we could help children about two weeks into COVID. And I said, well, we can't, we can't, we can't get access to kids at the moment, but we can support parents and we can support teachers. And so we developed different online um, Zoom groups and one-to-one calls and um, different programs through that. And then we ended up developing an entire website with resources, which have got the connective tissue resources on. It's got meditations on there. And it's also got worksheets that we developed for the year six leavers and then also the year 11 leavers who were obviously leaving school with, without physically being there, huge transition periods that they just weren't having their normal rituals. So we did a whole workbooks around that for them. And um, we've then also that we, we made available the one to five scale for any of the schools that wanted the training for that and developed that. So I think we've had like, I think by the end of September, 5,000 children will have benefited from that system and that support. And um, those schools that did put it into place have already said that, you know, they, they had a much greater bond with the children and they weren't actually having to do discipline techniques because the, the children felt met and seen. So then it sort of takes care of the other stuff, which was awesome to get that feedback. Mm-hmm. And then the same see different boats, the actual um, therapeutic program is came about. It's not my saying somebody, I heard it somewhere about some, because everybody's saying we're all in it together and obviously for some people their experience of what that may have been was very different to somebody else's bubble and so it was sort of like we are on the same sort of sea having a similar experience but how your boat may be could be very different and then we developed it too like actually in the powerpoint and stuff is even the sea was different you know sometimes the sea could feel really flat and quite sunny you know to all the way through to feeling incredibly stormy and stressful and scary and I know myself that could happen in a day, let alone, you know, there was, it was such a strange time when we were in full lockdown, but it's still a strange time. And it's still, so I feel like in the development of it, we realized that what was important was that people got to a place where they were okay with where they were at with it, with the whole situation. Um, And to know how to settle into your body and to be real, to be connect to yourself and, and have that was the most important thing. And then we developed a whole, so the program itself is um, the kids come in, they make their boats, and then they come in another day and they make some more boats, just representing that it wasn't just a experience, it's lots of different experiences. And then they look at other people's boats and write, write letters and see other people's boats, and then that whole becomes a whole sea with all the different boats on it. And then that goes into a collective space where all the different classrooms come together with all of their visuals and then with the idea at the end of it, they, they would employ an artist to make some sort of representation of the historic element of what took place. 
So it's a whole sort of package. Mm. That's remarkable. And I love that metaphor that, you know, of the sea and our different boats and our different experience and throughout this whole experience of COVID and lockdown, mm. um, it, it can be a, a stormy sea one minute and then the sun comes out and we feel relief and we feel yeah. calm and yeah that's a beautiful how you anchor yourself through those stormy seas and, and so and that's where you know coming back to the body but as far as i am concerned is the only way through it because the more you know how to connect to your body the more you know how to turn that connective tissue system on how to keep nervous system open super practical you know those things are the things that are going to help you move through and go okay yeah this is happening right now and that's great but i i can choose to stay here and breathe and breathe the quality that I want my breath to be and, and engage from that place rather than constantly firefighting and, and feeling like, you know, I've got this, the wind, this big long grass and the wind just going whichever way. And there's, but actually we want to be like a knowing tree. You know who we are, you know that we're connected to the stars, that we're made of stardust. I love that. You know, we've got a hundred billion neurons on our brain. We're in these amazing bodies. The more we can connect to that knowing, then things will pass and we will move through it. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you, Vanessa. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we, we start to wrap up? Anything? I know we were talking offline and I was, I was talking to somebody and I thought, if I could be a teacher, what would be the one thing I would do? And the one thing I would do with my class is that I would really encourage them to when they came in, to move their chairs gently. Um, it might sound like a silly thing, but what you'll notice is when you go into classroom, there's a lot of banging and clanging and crashing of chairs. And it's kind of, everybody's sort of oblivious to the noise. But when you're not used to the noise and you come, it's like, whoa, that's really full on. And what is actually happening is everybody's bodies are, are experiencing that banging and clashing and all that noise. So you're instantly going into stress. The body's instantly going to be going, oh, right, defend against that, but doesn't feel good and so you can instantly change the whole vibe of the room by just getting them to gently move their chair not like in slow motion maybe for fun but no <laughs> you know, but just to be mindful and just to be aware of actually how am I moving this and it does actually affect the entire classroom and take responsibility for that part of it that would be a number one on my list of just like how you come into the classroom how it is to be that sort of respectful, loving presence that you then, that will then support the whole classroom and how it goes through next because you won't be in, nobody will be in as much stress. It's just one way you can take it out. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So, Vanessa, how can people connect with you? Where are the places they can find you online? Sure. Um, so I've got the Same Sea Different Boats website, which is www.samesea-different-boats.com. Mm -hmm. And there's also my other website, which is um, www.lighteducationtraining.com. And I am on Twitter, so I'm at Vanessa. Vanessa do, you, do you use Twitter very much? Is that somewhere? I can, I can look. <laughs> I can, I'm sure I get notifications, don't I, through <laughs> email so great thank you so much Vanessa it's great to great to hear your thoughts and just 
I just love that groundedness and just being in our bodies and taking your breath, the simple, simple things we can do every day to take care of ourselves and to pass these things on to our children and young people that we're working with every day. The ripple effect cannot be under understated or underestimated. So thank you. And thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thanks so much for listening. Now check out our website, pursuitwellbeing.com and take our free teacher anxiety quiz. I'll include the link in the description below. The quiz only takes a couple of minutes and you'll get a better understanding of where you are today, plus tips to immediately feel better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. And if you feel inspired, please rate and review it and share it with your friends. I love getting your feedback and learning how we can improve our program.